Let us bow our heads. <clears throat> uh, dear Heavenly Father, first of all, thank you for this day. Thank you for this great opportunity uh, to preach the gospel. Uh, and I love you so much for trusting me. And I love you so much uh, because you've been so good to us, even though uh, we have not been good to you. Uh, but Lord, you just trust us and you keep believing in us and you keep promising us to never leave us. And Lord, you always got the door open for us uh, to receive you and receive the gift of life. So Lord, we ask you as we preach the gospel today, let someone's life be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you so much uh, for the air. I needed it. Uh, so uh, let, let, let your... I'm going to hit this for one second before I get started, so I'll make sure to do what I wanted to do. All right. It won't do what I wanted to do. So, uh, Ross, when I give you a thumbs up, you move the slide. All right. So, uh, the title of our message today is a continuation of last week. And for those who were not here last week, um, um, you, you'll catch on pretty fast. But the thing is, I want to share something, uh, and I believe it with all my heart. Uh, and it was confirmed yesterday, uh, Apostle Gene Smith was here from Detroit. Uh, we did our men's uh, uh, conference yesterday under the leadership of Melanie Knox, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we had the great, phenomenal Flora Jackson, uh, who's a therapist here on the panel with uh, the, the dean of students and athletic director and head basketball coach for Heights. Uh, Minister Dill uh, Rika Stewart was on the panel, myself, uh, along with... Uh, uh, the Apostle Gene Smith, and it was a very, very phenomenal conference. Uh, Melanie laid it out. Uh, she made us all feel very, very special. She decorated the hall. She literally transformed the place because she wanted us to feel special, and we felt special. Amen? Uh, I do want to uh, throw a little shade on uh, uh, Shanique Neek because she went to Africa without me, uh, and so, but I know she loved me. You see what I'm saying? And uh, so I'm glad you had a great time. I hope you had a positive experience. All right. So uh, uh, at the end of service today, uh, uh, I'm kind of, I, I really don't like doing it. Uh, I've always said it. I don't like bringing politics in church, but the church is politics. And so I think it's important because uh, the, the African-American movement, um, everything was birthed really out of the church. And I think the church plays a major role. And I got one of my dear friends, dear friends from elementary school to middle school to high school, and he's vetted, he's vetted. Uh, uh, Willie German, who's our uh, city commissioner, um, he's up for re-election, and we just got to get him his seat back. So I'm gonna have him address the audience uh, at the end. I won't. I promise you all, this won't happen often. But he's special to me. Uh, I'm on the board for the uh, the Black Caucus as well. Uh, but I don't do politics well. So uh, pray for me, right? But I, I want. The, the thing is, God, this is important. This is so important because this, 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 this thing right here is big, right? And I, and I want to speak to you all, and I want you to speak, and I want you to open your hearts to me, right, um, so, I can, so I can talk to your heart, right? We're in a movement today, I think in this world today, which is a love movement. I think it's about love. We had a lot of movements uh, that happened in this world, uh, but I think we in a different world. We're in a different place. We're in a shift. When the shift uh, that and love is so important uh, that we have to download it in us uh, because so many things have happened mentally, man, that shift us away from love. And so many of us are just bogged down with so many pressures in the world and so many things that's going on 
that is mind-blowing. And so uh, we have to really guard our mind. We have to guard our mind uh, because our mind is that center. It is the control center. It's the CEO. Uh, it tells everybody else what to do, right? And if we don't get it right, we're going to get everything else wrong. And here's the thing. Uh, your mind is so fragile, um, uh, people are picking up information and they're grabbing stuff and they're running with it uh, and some things is, is, is tripping them up and it's messing them up. Some people is putting them on great paths and they're going they're doing great things, all right? But your mind is a very, very powerful thing. We used to hear like the mind is a terrible thing to waste and it really is. So we want to talk to you about uh, uh, letting your mind be your guide, all right? Uh, hear me well when I quote this scripture that everybody's so familiar with. Uh, it's John 3.16. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. I want you to hear me well. For God so loved the world. Even though you were wretched and you were a mess and you were doing things crazy and your life is all out of way. Even though you don't worship God and you don't spend a lot of time with him. You don't do no devotion. That ain't got nothing to do with him loving you. I want you to know, he, he loved you despite your shortcomings, right? Because he knows that some of the stuff that you're going through, some of the things that you're dealing with, uh, it really has nothing to do with you because you didn't even know that they were downloading it in your system, right? And now it's running you, and you don't even know who he is, right? And then those who say they do, they really don't know, right? And it's really a mind thing, right? Uh, so when, when you read Genesis 1, and it says, in the beginning was the word of God, and the word was God, all right? And uh, listen, and the word was really the mind of God, right? And the word became flesh, right? So the mind of God became flesh, and he knew that the mind was going to be the driving force in everything in the world. Uh, because you're in this three-dimensional world, and things are going on, and we have five major senses, man, that come through our system and bring, it's, everybody said gateways. It's gateways that allow things to come in to move the way we move, right? And so these things are coming in, and when they come into these gateways, they get into the gateway, and then they get into our mind, and then we start making decisions. And we make decisions sometimes that's detrimental to us and detrimental to people we love. Right? So you need to make sure you uh, got your mind right. Everybody say, get your mind right. Yeah. All right, Ross, give me the next screen. Uh, in Philippians chapter 2, uh, the writer says, let this mind, everybody say, this mind. So evidently, there's a mind that you have that's not the mind that Christ has. Right? And so he's, he's trying to get you. Now, remember, God really sent him down here to let us know who we are and whose we are and, and get on the ball and start moving the way you need to move so you can be blessed because you want to be blessed, but it's hard to be blessed when you don't know who's blessing you and who the blesser is. And, and, and some of us, man, people have told us, even though we're brilliant, that we're nobody. We marry people who we thought loved us, and then after we said I do, they shut the door and called us a fool and treat us like we were crap, and talked about us like we was nothing, and beat us upside the head, and kicked us, and, and, and put us out doors, and, and shut the door, and put us in closets, and, and all can, said all kind of mental abuse when they say they love us. Somebody gave birth to us, right, and still molested us, and said they loved us. 
uh, it was something going on in their mind to make them not understand who God is. You have people, man, deacons and ministers and, and evangelists and mothers who's in the church speaking in tongues and at the same time going home, man, doing things, man, that was so damnable, right, that God was crying because there's no way you could have been representing him so your kids come out a mess because they thought this was God that you were shouting in church. And at home, you was a wild beast. And he said, and you serve me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And what he really was saying is the mind, something was going on in your mind that was tormenting your mind, and you was talking about God over here, but you was behaving another way. And, and some young girl married you because she thought you loved the Lord. Some men married you because they thought you loved the Lord. And so they thought they were marrying something, then they just got into hell, and they can't get out. And they messed around and had some children, and they got them locked in financially, man, and they just can't escape. Now, if I'm talking to you, don't even wave your hand a weak eye. Just, mm. yeah, right? So, so we're dealing with some stuff, man, that's very, very tough. And you've been on a job, and they hired you, and you're really smart, and you got on a job, and the people on the job told you you were nothing, and you're not about anything, and they treat you like you're nothing. When you know you're smarter than anybody in the room, they hire you and then they tell you nothing. They bring somebody else in, they don't know nothing, and say you don't know, so they'll let you use you to train them to give them the job that you've been waiting for for years, but you're not qualified for it. So somebody else went to school that don't know it, so you got to train them to do what you already know that they don't know. You think that don't have a mental impact on you? So you come home mad at your kids, mad at your husband, mad at the world, right? Uh, and it, or something happened at church, and you, it's a, everybody says it's a mental thing. All right, so we got to have this mind, the mind of Christ. So we got to really, that's why the born again experience is so important. That's why Jesus said you got to be born again. You got to be rebirthed because things that have happened that we've downloaded and things that's going on, we know in our mind, man, that it's not right, but I just can't shake it. I can't shake it. It's just too much for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the table, and I don't think I should be at the table when I'm smarter than everybody at the table. But something tells me I'm not that smart. I'm not that brilliant. I don't know that. I don't understand the numbers. But they invite you to the table because they know you know. Have you ever sat at the table, and then somebody told you you didn't know what you was doing, and after you gave, uh, you gave them the answer, and then they act like you was dumb, and they came back and said what you said? <laughs> you think that don't mess with your mind? Right? Uh, so let's talk about that. But now, the mind of Christ is different because we're in a spiritual world. Now, I, I want to talk to you, those who are out there that's addicted to something, or you don't, whatever it is, I don't care what it is. I was addicted to food for many years. I ate so much food that it, food started eating me. Right? Now, so, so it's a lot of things we're addicted to. I just want you to understand, it's a mental thing. Everybody says it's a mental thing. So Satan wants to come through that gateway, gets into your mind, and make you make that thing more important than your relationship with God. And you will do that before you worship him. Whatever that thing is in your life, man, that controls you, man, greater than God, you know it's Satan working through that thing. And it gets down into your system and it messes you up. And I'm going to try to help you with it today because when you leave here today, you're going to have some power. Right? You're going to know who you are and you're going to be somebody. Amen? Uh, give me the next slide, Ross. All right? So here's what Paul says. Paul's writing to the church of Philippians. And I want you to understand this mind thing, Glenn. I want you to get a hold to it, right? He says, uh, fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. That means you got some work to do. You fix your thoughts, 
right? You got to be careful now. The reason Paul is telling me because you can fix your thought on other things, right? He said, fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely, and what's admirable. He said, think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, here's the thing. Every time I open my eyes, every time I open my ears, Satan and his spirit is trying to enter. He's going to come in and he's going to try to take residence in my spirit. And he wants to take control of my soul and then allow me to do what he wants me to do. Now remember that we're in a spiritual battle. It's not a physical. That's why we often look at people. I, I, I was telling, I was read a book. Well, I listened to a video. Or I read a book. And it said, we, others, everybody repeat after me. Say, others only echo what we whisper to them in secret. Now, so, so what happens is uh, we think in the white, watch our mind, we think in something about something, and I, I know they don't like me. Uh, I, I know they don't, think I, they don't think I'm qualified. They haven't said nothing to you, right? But what's happening is you saying it to yourself, and when you whisper it, it's echoed back to you as though they saying it, but all it's doing is hitting the board is you talking to yourself. So you're your worst enemy. That's why he says, whatsoever man thinking. So we'll see. Because you're thinking something, and it's not really. All they're doing is echoing back. They're not saying nothing, but they're echoing back what you're saying. So you're saying I ain't no good. You're saying I'm ugly. You said I'm fat. You said I'm not going to mount anything. You said I wasn't no good. Right? Now, that's your mind. Everybody said my mind. So we're going to talk about that. Right? Give me the next slide, uh, Ross. Our struggle is real. Everybody says real. We are in a fight for our lives. Mental health is real. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. It's real, people. It's real. It's people sitting at home, stressed out, all bent out of shape, uh, and just they, just they don't even want to leave the house. It's so tough. It's just, I, I, I was sitting there the other day. I was telling Edison, I was in my office, uh, and I says, I was sitting on the couch, and I, was, I just opened my phone. And when I opened my phone, Margaret, I saw a picture of my brother. Tears started rolling down my eyes. Pain. I can, I can see myself driving to Jackson, Mississippi. I can see myself going up his hill and, and, and surprising him and knocking on the door. And he just running out saying, stoop. And my money didn't spend in Jackson. He paid for everything. He said, you know, your money don't spend here. He says, when you're here, I take care of everything. Right? And, uh, and he just loved us immensely. And, 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 and when I lost him, it was tough. I, I, I preached his funeral, and I put on his shoes, and I, I put on his suit, and I put on his tie, right? And, and I had to preach his funeral, right? Uh, and it was very challenging. And mentally, it was tough. Uh, but the God I served gave me the strength.
because of my devotion to God and my commitment to him, and I believed that he would never leave me nor forsake me, I was able to pull it off, right? And, and I'm, so when I'm dealing with things, I often I may listen to music. What, is Katia here today? Katia Taylor? You're, she's not here. I saw her husband. Where her husband at? I saw him. Tell your wife her playlist is the bomb. I, I, I sit there sometimes and I just look at it and I look at the lyrics and, and it's like God speaks to me, right? And what I'm doing is getting my mind ready, man, to deal with the world. Because what you listen to, what you open up your gate and allow in, eventually it manifests itself on the outside. So you got to understand what's going on. So this struggle is real. So, and I know what you're dealing with. I know you want to, but listen, you got to lock in and, and know that you have a Savior greater than. Whatever you're dealing with, you got something greater than. God, listen, if God can make your heart beat while you sleep, if he can cause your blood to flow while you sleep, if he can allow your hand to move, or he can, he can allow you to walk, and you didn't have anything to do with it, I know he can allow me to get my mind under control. So he said, now listen, I got you. I'm your inner intelligence. But you got to, we got to relinquish the power to me. We don't want to relinquish the power to the power source. So we're dealing with some stuff, man, that's very, very challenging, and it comes up against us, and it's a battle. It's a battle. He said, but the, listen, Yolanda Adams said, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord, right? And so I want you to uh, uh, understand John 10 and 10. Uh, John 10 and 10 says, the thief. Everybody say the thief. He comes he comes to steal. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. I mean, that's his mission. He said, that's my mission, right? Now, if you keep reading the verse, Jesus steps in and says, but I come. He said, I come to really come. Now, remember now, Jesus is the mind of God. He said, I come to be inside of you, and I come that you may have life. And then have life more abundantly. So why is it that Satan can have control and take our life when Jesus said, I'm the one to give you life. So who are you going to yield to? Right? Who are you going to yield your mind to? I'll tell you who you're going to yield it to. Whoever you allow to feed it. You know, but it, but it, it feels so good. But we're going to talk about that. So the next slide, uh, which is a very powerful slide, I want you to look at it and look at it close. Because it talks about the five senses. And I want you to think about your gateways. Every one of those senses is a gate. Right? And you need to guard those gates, man, with torches. You got to guard them. Because every one of those gates, man, can create joy or pain. Right? And so you got to remember, so you got these spirits, man, like superhighways. They coming in, man, trying to get through, and they're trying to, and who is you going to allow to get through? So, so uh, what, what foods are you going to eat? If they told you spam is high in salt, and your blood pressure so high, your ankle's about to bust. But you say spam is good with a little bit of cheese and a little bit of mayonnaise. If you look on the side of the jar and you look on the side of the slice of cheese and it's so much salt, the salt is so high and you wonder why your head is hurting. 
right? You said, but, but, I, but it's good. But I allow that spirit to get inside of me, knowing that it's going to destroy me, but yet I allow it in. And the question is, I don't even, do you have the discipline to stop it or, or does it have that much power over you already? Have you yielded that when he, when he gave, when he told you to have dominion or does it have dominion over you? You know, what, what is it? Is it, uh, what, what, what about that narco? What, 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 what about that Percocet? <laughs> that Xanax, that, what, what about that, that Soma? What, what about it? Uh, I know it's going to slow me down. <laughs> right? And, and, so, and so I'm getting ready to put it in, uh, and I know what it's going to do before I do it. And I hate it. Now watch this. I hate it. And I'm asking God to stop me. And God says, stop. And you said, no, God, I can't stop right now. I'm going to stop on the next one. <laughs> and so, and all of a sudden, it just keeps coming. Or you, or you sneak and you, you say, I ain't going to drink. But you got a little bit of, you know, you get the bottle so little now you can hide them in your wallet. <laughs> right? So you won't get a big fifth. You get a small pint. A little, little, bit, little bottle size you can slip in your purse in your back pocket, and every now and then you sip a little bit, right? And, and, and you can't stop yourself. But, but the gateway, you open the gate, and then once Satan get in, he said, now I'm in, and I can, I can set up shop now. Because now you say you have discipline, I know you don't. He said, I got you now. He said, anything will go in your life. He said, because I gave, listen, now listen, he said, this is what they say. He said, my father gave you power and you resisted it. That's what Satan's saying. He said, you know, because God is his father too. Right? He said, I know he gave it to you. He said, but you so weak, watch this. Right? And then you can't stop it. And you just, and you can't, and it's, it's just destroying you. And here's what happened. It affects your mind. So now I'm mad. You know, I met, I know I was on the on on the Atkins diet and and shoot, but the steak was good. I'm gonna get back on tomorrow. So I'm gonna yield today. What you're really saying is I don't have the power. I'm I'm supposed to have dominion, but the thing I'm supposed to have dominion over have dominion over me. Uh, so in my mind, I'm telling myself maybe the next time. What I'm telling myself, I'm so weak. And here's the thing, we really do it when there's nobody else around, we crying, and say, God, give me, please, God, take control of my life, because I don't have the discipline to do it myself. He said, greater is he that's in you. He said, I'm inside of you. You have the power to do it, but uh, mentally, you won't do it. You know to do right, but you won't. But what happens to those who know to do right and don't? They get whipped with many stripes. All of a sudden, it takes all your money. It makes you it mess up all your relationships. You can't get along with nobody. You can't keep your job. You wonder what's going on. All because you didn't have the discipline to control the thing that you're supposed to control. It's controlling you. You know, whether what you're listening to, who you're listening to. The girl tell, oh girl, you don't need to go to church. Who needs church? Or, or you don't need, don't read that. Don't, listen, girl, you gotta hear this song. 
Uh, what? I can listen to a song and it mess my whole brain up. One song and then I can change everything. I, it'll change the whole way I think. One song. What kind of power is in a song can make me cheat on my wife for 38 years? And the girl I'm cheating with, I don't even know. I just saw on Facebook and I've been with my wife for 38 years. But the song put me in a mood, and my wife was gone. So I sent her a text, or I messaged her on Facebook. I just, it wasn't nothing to it. I was just messaging her. The, the guy on the video this morning said, it's just one step. How do you eat a lion? How do you eat, a, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you mess up your life? One step at a time. So that, that enemy come in, and then you take one step. And you, here's what you but I can handle it. So now, all of a sudden, uh, 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 freedom, uh, you at home, you working, and you're thinking about it. They ain't thinking about you, though. Because it's a spiritual thing. And you think they're thinking about you, and they t you text them, and you don't hear nothing back, now you're mad. They were playing with you from the beginning. It was a spirit. Right? You know, you got to watch, and, and listen, now listen, no offense, ladies, cause I, I, no offense, this is no offense, I promise you, no offense. Everybody say no offense. no offense. But they, listen, your eyes is a gateway. Your, your, your guys, you knew, young ladies, hear me out. As your pastor, I'm telling you, young, especially young girls, right? Remember, right, those stretch pants ain't good. Now, I ain't going to lie to you, you look good. You look good in them, but they ain't good for nobody but comfort, right? Because what happens is, but, but here's the thing. Now, listen. Now, some of you ladies, you put them on because you really need comfort. You know, you look on the chucky side, you, look, you need some comfort, and the pants are tight. But some of you all put them on, and you knew when you left the house <laughs> what somebody's going to be doing. Because you tied your shirt up and put a knot on the side. <laughs> all your crotches out. All you, listen, that's a mental thing. That means Satan. So now I'm going to be a vehicle for Satan to try to bring somebody down. So, so I got to say, man, what is my, what's on my mind? Right? What am I doing? Because you knew when you did it what your intentions were. Now, now, if, now, listen to me. Don't get offended, because if you didn't dress, if you didn't do it like that, that wasn't your intention. But those who know, I'm talking to you. You know, I know you got the body for it. I can't do it. If I wear it, they go out of business. That's that's a good. That's what I ought to do. I ought to come down here. I bet y'all won't wear them no more then. Let me get on. So your senses, so so your mind. Uh, this is important because I only got 10 minutes. Your mind is so important. So Satan is trying to come at your mind. Now listen to me very carefully. This is important. So he's coming through all your gateways. And you got to guard your gates. You got to guard them with everything. Because listen, he's slick as slick. He's been doing this man for thousands of years. And his mission is to bring you down. His mission is to get you off. Listen to me. Off. But God's agenda. 
That's his thing. I don't care how saved you talk about. His mission is to get you, man, off of God and somewhere else. Right? So you make a saved person unsaved. You say, well, I ain't got no, I ain't got no power over that. Yes, you do. Right? Especially women because the glory of a woman is a man. I mean, the glory of a man is a woman. Right? So even if she don't, you know, she, it ain't your intention. It's his. That's why you see, I like the, 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 those Middle Eastern girls and all that. They have things, it's, it's 105 degrees. They got a wrap around their head. They got their eyes covered up. They got all this covered up. And, and they, they, they ain't showing nothing. Because, it's a reason for it because they know it's a, it can be a distraction. And they don't want to distract nobody. That's what it is. I'm not saying nothing wrong with your clothes. I promise, I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you, don't allow Satan to use you. So when you do, if you, if you do it, you say, now you look in the mirror. Yeah, listen, I, I can hear now. Pentecost, you won't do this. This ain't your style. But some of y'all can call out. You, you go in the mirror and you look. JB, they checking. Is it going to be right? Then they shake it a little bit and make sure. As the old folks say, it must be jam. Hey, y'all help me finish this thing. It must be jam because. There it is. There it is. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So you got to know that what is it. Now, this is important. What is it, man, to make me think like that? What has my mind? Because I'm saved. And I'm sanctified. And I'm Holy Ghost filled. And I'm fire baptized. What is it, man, that make me intentionally do this? What's going on in my mind? Who has my mind to make me do this? Now, what's it? To make me intentionally, man, bring my sister or my brother down. I'm going to help them fall. And this ain't just for men, women. You know, you got guys, they were, you know, they do it too. They walk around like they working out, chest all out. They got muscle. If I do it, they, Lord, help me. I told my wife I need a bra. Listen, <laughs> so I can't do it, right? So I, if I did it, ain't nobody looking at me. they like, well, he, he, you should keep your shirt. Or, or, well, do something with yourself. That's what they're going to tell me, right? But you got guys, man, they're like, and they walk around, they're like, hey, what's up? I ain't, I'm just, I'm just, they know what they're doing. Because they know you women just as weak. Right? And the, the, I'm talking about, I ain't talking about the people in the world. I'm talking about us that's saved. All right? So, so we have responsibility. If we want to change the world, we got to change the way we what? Think. Now, let me get through this thing. Now, throw out every robber, every robber, every negative thought who has invaded your gates. Every thought, when it comes, every thought that invades one of your gates, and you know it's negative, get it out, and get it out now before it take root. Uh, because once it take root, you can spray all you want. You got to dig down deep. And some of us try to pull it out and just take it out. You can't get it. You got to get down and get to the bottom of the root. Because what happened, you know, it's like weeds. I tie the top off, and tomorrow I got to do it again. I got to dig down deep. And I got to go spiritually deep, man, to get that thing out of me because I know it is taking root. And listen, don't nobody have to tell me because I know in my spirit. Because now my every thought is on it. 
whatever it is. I'm waking trying to figure out how to get it or how to do it or what's going on, right? So, uh, so we got to throw it out. We got to dig down deep and get it out. And then we got to go give it the next slide. So you got to guide all your gates with the word of God. You got to know. If you, don't, if you can't quote it, just know it. Read it and know it. And then here's what God, the Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance. Right? Now, uh, if you do this, know of a surety, watch, watch what the word says, no weapon, that means Satan and all his imps, none of them, no weapon will ever be formed against you when your mind is right. When my mind is there and my mind is on Christ, he'll try to come in and God won't allow it. No weapon formed against me. Now, what he's really dealing with the mind. Now, everything is the mind, right? Everybody say the mind. Everything is the mind, right? Listen, the person who will not guard their gates, right, will become like a captured city, right, desolate and trampled by wild animals. That thing will take over your life, right? For thoughts are what? Not good. They're evil beasts. They're like wild beasts. They're coming, they just, the whole mission is to destroy you. So I got to guard my what? Thoughts. I got to guard what I read. I have to guard what show I watch on TV. I got to guard, listen, I got to guard it. Because everything that can, every thought that comes out, right, is going to bring energy with it. You know, my wife used to get on me. Uh, she'd say something, and I'm like, Adina, don't you dare say that. Well, honey, I just want to say, don't do it. I didn't, I didn't want to, don't even let it come out. Your, don't even let the energy come out your mouth. Because that thing would take off in the atmosphere. And it would travel, and it would make it over there, and you wonder why they're looking at you funny. It's because that energy didn't got to them. And here's the thing. Sometimes you can feel it. Right? So you got to be very careful about with every thought. So what you do, what you read, what you listen to, the music you listen to, you got to guard your gates because Satan is so slick, he'll ease his way in. Everybody say ease his way in. And once he get in, you can make it, you can justify it all you want in the name of Jesus. I bind you. You can bind all you want. Keep listening to it. You ain't binding nothing, right? You just talking. It sounds good because it's, 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 it's lingo for the church. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord. He ain't buying nothing. The, the devil's laughing at you because he already know I got you bound. I got you wrapped up and tied up and tangled up and you can't get ahead. Right? Uh, but if you devote yourself to him, so your city will be filled with evil invaders if you don't watch your thoughts. If you don't watch what you let come in, if you watch it, now pay attention, right? And you will not obtain peace. You won't have no peace whatsoever. And you're going through all this. I can't understand. That's why you have mental issues. Listen to me, man. This is joke. This, listen, no, no knock against nobody, whatever, man. I understand. I promise you I understand. So those who have mental issues and dealing with this kind of stuff, man, I know that stuff is real, right? Uh, but here's the thing. You got to do some work to try to get this thing out of you. Because here's the thing. They can give you a pill. To calm you down. I want you to understand. They can give you a pill, man, to change the chemical 
bound. But you got to remember, I want you to know something. They can give you a pill. Everybody say, give me a pill. To change the way I feel. I want you to understand something. Don't you miss this, man. I got science to back it up. Everything you need to heal you is already in you. Everything. Everything you need to heal you is already in you. So, so mental the thing you're going through, what happened is some things have happened to you and some things that's going on that's so tough that it has taken over you and it's consumed you. And then we start to worry about things and we let our mind start to want We never quiet our mind down. And so all this stuff in the world just keep piling on and it's coming. And so, but if you can take my daughter, gave me a book, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it was a little book she gave me to read and I read it and it's about when a thought comes, it's like an intuition from God. And when the thought comes, it's that God dropping in your head. This will happen to all of us. But then, here's what we do, Nisi. God will drop the thought and tell you what to do, and then you start thinking about it. As soon as you start thinking, man, you move God out the way, your ego comes into play, and things start going downhill. Because he said, don't call him. Don't text him back. You like, but if I text him back, it ain't going to really hurt nothing. We just having a conversation. And then all of a sudden, man, now you you somewhere else. Right? And God speaks to you right off the bat. And then we start to think and all stuff go to hell. Right? Now, so so this is important, right? Now, here's the thing. Your life will be occupied with all kind of savage beasts. The evil one, watch this. So that spirit of Satan is down there, man, controlling uh, these spirits, man, that's trying to come inside of you. Remember this. How many people have ever been used this? You you woke up happy. Now you're like, oh, I feel so good. And then one day you woke up, you're mad at the what? Well, what is that? And you went to bed the same way. So what's some kind of spirit came inside of you and shifted your thinking? And your wife, they say it like this. But you, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, you got on the, you're on the same side of the bed. The problem is you allow something. And some of us, watch this here. We go to bed and we've eaten the wrong thing. And it had an impact on our body. Some of us, we've had conversation before we went to sleep. And that thing resonated in our spirit and we was thinking about it while we were asleep. And that thing, and we woke up on our mind and then you, you, you're short and you don't understand why. Everybody says spiritual warfare. So, so Paul told us, uh, and this was, give me the next slide. He says, so bring, I'm, I'm done. Bring in your guide and your teacher. Your mind is your guide and your reason is your teacher. Your mind is your guide. So God is going to drop it in your mind. God is always going to do this because he loves you so much. He's always going to drop it in your mind. Now, here it is. So your mind is your guide, but your what? Reason is your teacher. Now, so now, once I get it, now I got to understand what kind of reasoning behind it. I got to start thinking about my reasoning. What's, should I do it? What does it cost me? What is it going to do to me? How is it going to affect me? What is it going to do with my job? What is it going to do with my relationship with my kids? How is it going to deal with my friends? Should I tell this? Should I not? They gave me a secret, and some people said, well, if it was too hot for them, they shouldn't have told me. That's your reasoning for telling your best friend's secret when they trusted you? Right? Really? Is, is that your reasoning? Well, I got a reason to do this. I need a couple. I was so stressed out, I had to take a couple. Really? That's your reasoning? Right? What spirit is making you do that? Why are you thinking that way? What, what got you thinking that way? Because somebody told you. 
And some of you guys got messed up because somebody said, girl, you, ought to, you weren't even doing nothing. The Spirit said, girl, try it. Man, you ought to try this. And you tried it. And you like Michael. You liked it. And it made you feel good. But at the same time, it made you miserable. Because you was mad and you hate it and you can't stop it. I'm telling you, you can stop it. I'm telling you, God gave you the power to stop it. I'm saying if you, if you put your mind on things that's right, if you put your th- on mind on things that's real and things that's trustworthy, if you look at your brother and sister, man, as though that's God telling you that that's your brother and sister, and when you look at them in the eye and love them like God loved you, how you treat people would be different. If you knew, if I knew what this was doing to me, uh, I wouldn't, listen, I wouldn't dare do it if it's going to destroy my kids that God gave me as a gift. How dare you ask me to ruin my relationship with my boss by giving you a free hamburger? What you going to do when I lose my job? I asked you to buy me a cheeseburger. You said buy your own after I gave you three or four because I did what was wrong. In my mind, I want to justify it. So the enemy comes in, and in your mind, you justify stuff. But if you put your mind on Christ and think on things above and not things on earth and quit being so materialistic and think you got to have everything and say, God, I'm going to live for you, everything else is at your disposal. He said if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his what? You got to do what's right, and you know what's right. But I got to think it in my head. I got to think right. You know, I can't, uh, I can't call my sister up or my brother up knowing I'm trying to hustle them already. Claw, you know how it is. They, they trying to run a game on you, man. You get tired. You know, uh, I, it'd be a fool. I say, hey, I'm so glad Claw and his wife came to church because I know they got money. Right? So uh, I'm going to treat them nice. So I told Camilla, don't even tell me who got money. I don't care if they broke as a joke. I don't want to know. They said, well, you know, somebody said, you need to know, because so, they may be the, the, most, the best con- contributors, and then if they leave, it's going to affect your budget. I said, how can they affect God's budget? Right? So my mindset is God going to give it to me anyway. God going to make it happen anyway. Right? So if I give everything, everything I got, all my thoughts to God, say you can't come in and do nothing. But I got to spend time in meditation. I got to take some quiet time. I got to sit down, close my eyes, sh- shut the world off, and open up to God. So, okay, God, now tell me my next steps. Now, I'm in this relationship that's terrible, and I'm hurt behind it. I'm wounded. I love him so much with all my heart. I love her so much. I don't know what to do. Lord, uh, you know, I, I love what, what I'm going to do. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Shh. He said, God, now speak to me. And then you're going you're gonna to stop thinking about all this stuff. Just meditate and come back. And be quiet. And you're going to drift off, come back. And I promise you, man, God going to talk to you. He's going to drop the thought in your mind. He said, now listen, leave him alone. Don't call him. I got you. Soon, as, now you come back, come back out of it. Here's what's going to happen. As soon as I come out of it, Brad, I'm going to want to call him. But God told me while I was in my relationship with him, in my spiritual time, I gave you the answer. He said, I got you. So then some of y'all he loves so much that he mess it up for you because if he don't mess it up for you, you won't get away from it. 
So sometimes he had to create a diversion to get your mind right because he needs your mind. God don't want people that's mentally ill. You think God wants you mentally ill? You think God wants you stressed out with anxiety? That ain't no God. God don't want you like that. All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Hold on. I'm, I'm really done. I'm, I'm close, right? Now, so I'm, 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 I'm in this thing because I'm over time. I'm five minutes over. Now, listen, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about my five senses. Everybody say my five gates. I want you to think about your five gates. Close your eyes for about five seconds. Close your eyes for about ten seconds. Everybody, anybody going to rob you, hold, hold on to your purse if you think it's not going to take. Close your eyes. I want you to picture your five gates. Think about it. Close your eyes. Picture your five gates. Right? Your, your mouth, your ears, your eyes, your nose, and your touch. Think about them. Now I want you to think about everything that's trying to come through those gates. And I want you to say in your mind, no more. Stop. I'm in control. Nothing comes through these gates unless I give it permission. Open your eyes. Now, that's your mental rehearsal. Do it every day. I don't care if you do it for 30 seconds, whatever. When you get up in the morning, before you do anything, get you your five, sit them out there, guard your gates. Pay attention to what comes in your gate. If something gets by your gate, kick it out. Amen? Get a little hand clap. Because once your gates is locked, and they can't, that, that garbage can't get in, the, the garbage, you're going to have a, like a, a sifting system. Only what's right is going to get through there. And now my mind is right. Now my mind is right. Now I have the mind of Christ. Right? Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for Paul and his teaching. Uh, when he told us in uh, Ephesians 6, chapter 12, that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against enemies, against evil enemies against authorities and wickedness in high places, knowing that we're in a spiritual warfare. And these spirits are real. And they attach themselves to things and try to get inside our mind so we don't have the mind of you. So, Lord, thank you for giving us a mind to live for you, a mind to love and care, to be generous, be caring and loving. I thank you. Thank you for all those for all those who trust you and love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want you guys to prepare your heart. Get a Lord hand clap. All right. Now, so I want, I want you guys to prepare your heart for giving. You guys were so good. Y'all always so good. Thank you all so much. All those who contributed, we couldn't do what we do without it. All right. So thank you all so much. So as you give, you can give online. You can write a check. Don't give me no money. Some people are so nice. This is funny. Uh, Smith, some people, they, they like me so much, they'll walk up and give me the envelope, right? And I know how it is, man. It's like, I want the pastor to know I'm giving. I know you're giving. Don't worry about me, because I ain't nobody for real. You're giving to the Lord, right? He's going to reward you. I thank you all so much for having confidence in me and as a pastor, and I love you all so much. But it's really between you and God. Everybody's between me and God. Whatever, whatever God put on your heart to give, give. But we can't do it without you. Remember our pledges. And what we're trying to do, and it's, and it's, it's coming up, and it's going to happen. So thank you all. I might be able to tell you all next week, I don't need no more money because Tasha Oaks is in town, and she may pay for the whole thing.
Pray, give a hand clap, y'all. Clap for Tasha. Praise the Lord. T Tasha said, I don't know what demon spirit you let get through your mouth on that one, but that one, right? <laughs> hey, give me about, everybody, give me about five minutes. I got to give, I, I, I promise Willie German, if he comes today, I will let him address the audience because it's important. He's been doing this for a long time. Oh, I, I don't, he left. Wait, oh, there he is over there. Come on. Come on up, Willie. So, and uh, take a few seconds. If you talk too long, they're going to get up and walk out. If you get, get long-winded, just raise your finger up and do it like they do in the old churches. He's out of here. Yeah, you ain't no mic up here. The mic over there. Give me that mic. You, know, you stay there. You can not, uh, go ahead. You stay there. I know you saved. You was yesterday anyway. Here we go. All right. All right. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> um, first of all, I'd like to give honor to God who's first and head of my life. I uh, thank God for waking me up this morning and allowing me to assemble here with you all this morning. Um, honor to the pastor and his first lady, his wife, my brother Jones here, and the congregation here. My name is Willie German. I am the vice mayor for the city of Muskegon, and I'm up for election this year. This is my 12th year in office, and I truly thank you. And as the pastor so eloquently spoke today, when he talked about the things of mindset and, and um, structure and the way things happen, the same thing happened in politics. And I truly believe that God put people in a place to have a mindset to serve the people. And that's the approach that I've always taken. So I just want to kind of share some things. If you live in the Jackson Hill area, if you live in the Mark uh, McLaughlin area, the Angel School area, or the Nelson area, or the downtown, that is Ward 2. That's the ward that I will receive, one of the most diverse wards in the city of Muskegon. So you have to have someone in there that understands people, the diversity, um, the inclusiveness. So, and I truly believe God is working with me to continue the work that I'm trying to do to serve the people. So if you live in those areas, please, I ask for your vote on August the 8th because we have a primary that's going to um, um, happen. And then the winner goes on to the general election in November. Last thing. I am the president and founder of the Muskegon County Democratic Party Black Caucus. There's been several attempts in the years, but this is the first caucus that has actually been sanctioned and recognized by the Michigan Democratic Party. It is not easy to become a chartered caucus. So I am here to talk about that just briefly, and we're also looking for members to help grow this caucus. Um, the purpose of this caucus is to support and promote African-American politics in office. Okay, also promoting African-American policies, addressing political concerns in the African-American community, and to educate African-Americans and political issues. Now, this group is open to all ethnic groups, as Dr. Martin Luther King did in his uh, political uh, time. He had people from all different races, ethnic groups. So we are open as well. And this was founded by the late Senator David Holmes out of Detroit, Michigan, back in the uh, late 70s. So that's pretty much it for me. I ask for your vote, and thank you. And it's been a pleasure to assemble with you all today. Thank you. Everybody stand. I, uh, the reason why I allow, the reason why I allow Willie uh, to speak is because, um, as I told you guys earlier, I went to school with Willie when we was in elementary school, middle school and high school together. 
Uh, we played basketball and all this stuff together. And he is truly a person, man, that serves the community. You got to have people in political position that can tell you. Now, listen, if you're a Republican, hey, vote Republican. That's what you do. If you're a Democrat, vote. I'm not telling you you have to be a Democrat or a Republican, right? Because I ain't neither, right? But, but I love the Lord. I always vote Democrats. I don't, I don't try to hold nobody up, but I, I don't associate. I associate myself as a follower of the kingdom and what's right. So if you're not right, I'll vote for you if you're Republican, if you're not doing right as a Democrat. You want to do people that's doing right. That young man does it right. He really does. I'm not telling you to vote for him. I'm just telling you that's why I brought him. I'd never bring anybody before you I don't think is right, and I think he's right. Now, you may hear some stuff, but that's on him. Right? Lord, bless us. All right? Thank you so much for uh, our family. Thank you, Lord, for our mind. And we ask you, Lord, to continue to guard our minds and remind each person here um, to always take a few minutes to do a meditation to guard their five gates. And, Lord, we ask you to give them the strength and the power to be resist anything that Satan attaches itself to to come in. Give them the strength to be able to resist it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. The altar is open for prayer. If anyone would like prayer, please come forward for prayer.